The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Howdy, I'm Trevor Flynn. Howdy, I'm Edwin Reyes. Howdy there, welcome to the Move Again podcast. I'm your host, Jack Newman, and I don't know why I'm talking like this, because they just did a thing and I followed along with it. I didn't have anything interesting to contribute to the situation. Oh, wow. Movie gang is strangely very thematically appropriate for this. No kidding. Today, welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Netflix's The Harder They Fall. Out now on Netflix, literally, if you have an account, you can go watch this thing right now. There's really, like, no excuse, which is so... I have the bit which is i kind of wanted to see this i love how it's like widescreen i kind of wanted to see this in a theater if i could but like it is very nice like i've already watched this movie twice and i'm sort of like holy crap this is like a two hour 20 minute runtime dude i watch a lot of movies like what are you talking (laughs) like like, what do you want from me oh i don't watch a lot of movies do you know how much like like i I love you guys you all make fun of me he's like oh it's so hard to watch this anime and these movies and i'm like I mean, I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell. Like, I love you guys so much. Oh, this is funny. This is actually the cast of Animania. This is, this is fun. <laughs> it's a reunion. Oh, did you just realize that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> if this movie was an anime, oh, it, it, it could be. This movie is an anime. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, A Harder They Fall, which is directed by uh, James Samuel. Uh, screenplay by James Samuel and Boraz Yakin. Uh, story by James Samuel. Produced, well, you don't, no one gives a shit who produced it. Uh, cinematography is Mihai Malamis. Edited by Tom Eagles. Music by James Samuel. Uh, I love how the music is by him as well. You can also tell those like reggae infected riffs all the way through it, which I just really you know, like. The soundtrack was. It is. This is. Good. I've listened. To, this is on Spotify right now. So do go check it out. It's like worth it. You know, so <laughs> like it's good. very good. Uh, yeah, 139 minute runtime. Yeah, it, it's on Netflix. What do I, what do you want from me? Go watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like it's weird. I have to admit, it gets stuck in my mind that like Netflix movies are almost like seem like free to me, which they're not. And you're still financially being invested. But it is it does like change the perspective of me where I'm like, you know, you should watch this because if I had paid $14 to go watch it, I feel like I may have a harsher opinion of it. Well, you know, the was. second you said like you want to see in theaters, I respect that. But I'm like, I don't know if I would pay to see this in theaters at my theater for the ticket price well i would for it over red notice yeah i i would have i would i would have done a lot to not have to watch red notice to be entirely honest with you i I, like i don't even know if it's a good or bad movie i haven't looked at reviews no we did not watch red notice and that's the point (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna end up watching clifford the dog with you to not watch red notice okay dude that's a great (laughs) evening (laughs) no it's not i just like there's not enough liquid courage in the world to make me watch that terrifying cg dog too much liquid despair (laughs) Because we have plenty of that. Oh, okay, that's great. Anyways, let's get back to this nice Western movie. <laughs> or, sorry, uh, uh, a revisionist Western, which is a new category of Western that I'm actually very excited to talk about tonight because I think it's going to make a lot of this discussion easier for my opinions. <laughs> oh, man. Buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to start this. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I've been trying to pull a, 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 a good summary for this movie and... Uh, there's a lot of things that happen, uh, but here we go. When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge. Uh, yeah. 
Belight? Ooh, somebody is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? yeah, James Samuel. Uh, the Belitis? British singer song oh he's got a he's got a stage i gotta get it he's got a he's got a yeah name. the director is like a whole right, 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 musician right, yeah, person yeah, yeah yeah exactly uh right starring idris elba zazie beats regina king jonathan majors oh i love jonathan majors <laughs> like i'm actually i'm actually very ex- this makes me like very excited for john even more so than his appearance as like the like in loki like just i knowing that he can be like a villain in this is gonna be like amazing because he just he does have great range also starring lakeith stanfield Daniel Deadweiler, uh, R.J. Seiler, uh, Delroy Lindo, oh, always fantastic. Uh, Damon Wayne Jr., uh, Dion Cole, Woody McCain, Eddie uh, Gathegi. Those are just the top uh, Google people. I apologize if you're not included on there. Uh, yeah, Regina but, King. Also, I know, great. I know. I love Regina King. Oh, no, no, I did. I just said Regina King. That's, that's oh, like you said? the top. Oh, you, you yeah, said Zazie sorry. beats Regina King and Idris Elba are the top three, which I think mm. is fun. That then Jonathan Majors is a fourth on that mm-hmm. list. <laughs> which is not 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 unwarranted i'd like jonathan majors but i do i do think that the star power of the first three are very apparent uh yeah let's go ahead and toss to trevor first because i think we got a negative and a positive here so let's toss to the positive first i don't want to put you in a box ed obviously you're getting scared and running away let's put you I'm, you I first, like then, i'm actually. not negative i just am not as positive as trevor go ahead. okay well then let's start with trevor and we'll come down from the heights of trevor I love this movie. I was excited when I saw a trailer for it in a big theater. Kind of wish I could have seen it in a big theater maybe, but I'm not like mad about it per se. Uh, This was a great put on at home movie too, just as a Western. Uh, I just watched it for a second time while I was making chili. And uh, yeah, I I think it's just fantastic. I love the music. I love how it uses music. I love the performances. It's very colorful. Um, I don't, no, like pun intended. I mean, it's like an all black western, but it's also like very like rich visually. Um, and uh, yeah, I just love this. It's interesting. So I've been I've been going through here, and I and I'm not gonna lie, I have become enamored with the revisionist western uh, tag on uh, on uh, Wikipedia <laughs> because like. Oh, yes, you think this is how I feel? Yeah, this is like it's, it's but it's interesting to see what this is. It's like this. It, it, this is like a whole thing. But there's they're talking about there was revisionist like there's revisionist Westerns that started in the 1940s. So it's like a hmm. whole thing. Sure. Which I didn't think the old West was over in the 1940s. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, like but they talk about certain things that fall into this, like technically the Revenant counts as revisionist his revisionist western uh yeah there's there's a lot of uh, it's interesting the assassination of jesse james by the yeah, coward robert ford what yeah, it's element makes it revisionist per se so a direct description and again i'm going off wikipedia article so don't fucking like at me bro uh every college professor i ever had is screaming at me through the microphone at this moment they're like you can't go to wikipedia but it's only a place to find secondary sources which this article uh a gun. I love the primary sources, Rosebud and Jonathan. A gun up your ass. 
an interview with Jim Jarmusch. Okay, it's pretty funny. Uh, anyways, <laughs> a subgenre of the Western film that subverts the standard format of the theme of the Western. The traditional Western generally follows a stimular format in which a strong male lead character through direct action leads the forces of civilized people against uncivilized forces that stand in their way, which is, I think, the most negative view of a Western, which is really right? interesting because I'm pretty sure I'll, this is where I think is interesting because I'm pretty sure a lot of Westerns that people are going to claim are Westerns are not necessarily necessarily quote unquote westerns which is even more interesting too because you have like modern westerns just revision to this like that terrible chris pratt uh you know magnificent seven count as a revisionist western was chris pratt in that did you guys remember that thing thing was oh i was about to bring up i was gonna bring up that at some point it's actually like like there's actually like a lot like also like uh denzel washington is in that and he's actually like like, there's a lot of factors in that that are actually doing like solid work and then there's just chris pratt but i completely forgot about it so you just oh it's 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 the most it's the most it's the most it's been on my mind as a counter strong counterpoint to this would you call that also a revisionist no, well, Western I think the, what I'm about to be annoyed by is specifically definitionally that falls in there. And I feel like it's the least revisionist history thing you can have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck that. Like, that, my point is, my, my point is I'm shitting on Wikipedia here, Trevor. I'm not agreeing with what they're saying. Yeah, these, <laughs> these lines seem very blurred. Yes. Yeah. So the action leads the forces of civilized people through uncivilized forces to stand in their way. Traditionally, this pitted the good guy, usually lawmen against the bad guys. Usually this is such a straightforward view of the Western, which I don't even think bears out because there's a lot of Western like the fucking classic western uh the man with no name is is an outlaw and i feel like the outlaw is like a core part of westerns uh, sorry i think this is gonna i think what i'm gonna realize here is that westerns is, is a genre that's been along around for so long that it's so divided up in terms of historical context and the right it's older thought than process it's older than film this might be it's just referring to like dime store novel westerns yeah before. exactly yeah exactly yeah. well no i mean this specifically lists of film which is interesting because there's a distinction here because there's Hollywood revisionist westerns spaghetti westerns and red westerns uh, which is just holy what crap. is a red western a red western the Austrian or red western was the Soviet bloc's reply to the western oh, okay. and arose in the same period as the revisionist western while many red westerns concentrated on aspects of Soviet Eastern European history others like uh, Chinese oh man <laughs> I'm so sorry to who the Soviet man dude, is <laughs> I, I'm super intrigued by red westerns right now yeah like I'm sorry Chinese oh my god I'm gonna butcher this name uh Czech Shalosh Fox Lemonade Joe 1964 made in the Eastern Bloc. Lemonade Joe? Lemonade Joe. That's pretty oh, great. Oh, this looks amazing. Oh, the top. Oh, the art is amazing. It's so trippy. What the fuck? Oh, man. I'm super intrigued. I really want to see Lemonade Joe. <laughs> is the whole film that yellow? I don't know, man. It's like there's like a fucking weird tent over the whole thing. Holy shit. Anyways, I'm this is this is why I love Westerns. Westerns is such a thing we don't talk about anymore, but it's like it's like Marvel. It's, it's like a dumb. thing we've talked about before. It has, but I've like, never dude, talked it's, about like we don't have like we don't have like fucking a, like a Western coming out every year anymore. True. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's about it's, yeah, it's a rare genre. Like, and yeah. I think that's like the continuation is that Westerns were at one time the Marvel super genre going away and eventually Marvel and superhero genres will go away and be replaced by something else. Most likely just in terms of, you know, the acts of time itself that it, 
everything has to be replaced or at some point, or maybe we'll just have Marvel when the earth ends, when I don't know, something goes wrong and an asteroid hits us and we all die. No, once they figure out how to put a, the great British bake off in a movie format that will overtake Marvel. <laughs> I mean, I would watch it. I mean, I, if, if, they get, <laughs> if they get Mary Berry back and she's just like, uh, has only, baking I only superpowers baking movies now <laughs> and we're going to have road shows where you go to Alamo Draft House and the people at the Alamo Draft House will bake all morning and, and, and you'll just get bakery this is actually Why, like you're doing Julia kid. Child not Mary Baker <laughs> <laughs> she's possessed by the spirit of Julia Child as, as uh-huh. Katie has told me I am not allowed to do British accents anymore because after I do them for a little while, they may slip into unintentional racist territory. <laughs> Every <laughs> accent I, is like big as big anyone big who's been on a podcast, British people? not against British people specifically, Trevor. Motherfucker. Okay, I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't I I accent slide and it it bad things happen. You know this. Yeah. You've been on a fucking. It's like, easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, it goes it goes Indian for some unknown reason, mm. and and it's just very offensive, and I don't intend it. There's nothing. <laughs> Digital. It just happens. So I, I have sworn off doing a British accent for the betterment of all mankind. Uh, yeah. So anyways, yeah. Red Westerns or Soviet Westerns, spaghetti Westerns. were just silent films. Yeah. Spaghetti, spaghetti Westerns were like European Westerns. So Europe started making Westerns. Everybody started making Westerns. Spaghetti and Red Westerns are more about geographical where the Westerns are being produced. Hollywood revisionist Westerns. Most Westerns from the 1960s to the present have revisionist themes, i.e. the man with no name series where he's an outlaw they like westerns for like the first 40 or like sorry like 20 plus years of their existence were like very straightforward a sheriff versus then you started getting revisionist westerns which is i think not fair because i think at this point by the standards of modern day we we literally don't have classical westerns that are produced so i'd say if we're going to talk about a western Pretty much every Western we've seen, which I'm going to say it like, I mean, the Westerns that we have seen in this context are the Hateful Eight. Uh, lucky Seven. The one we just talked was about was Lucky. Lucky. Lucky Slevin was a was not a Western. That's a no, crazy uh, movie, though. Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. That, I suppose technically by this definition, it is a revisionist Western, which I just want to shoot myself in the brain. Don't with. don't forget True Grit. True Grit follows a sheriff and um, it's more more so on the side of the law. Yeah. And, and I think I think I think I think that's fair. I think True Grit is the only genuine true Western that's come out in the last couple of years. Oh, and I am pretty sure, Trevor, that if we really broke that movie down, we could find revisionist themes in it. If we really fucking tried. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you're, you're talking about like genre any 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 genre has like iterations upon the genre once they're the first right. iteration runs which its the course. basis of the fact that maddie is really the hero and he's an old drunk and it's just the degradation right. of the basic hero manly character by this de- but, but i mean this is the problem with calling everything a revisionist western by this definition everything that is not a revisionist western i.e everything that is classified a classical western by extent must have just a straight up manly figure mm-hmm which is, I, I suppose, like, sorry, we're getting bogged down in the weeds of a Wikipedia article, which is my fucking bad, because we should talk about this fucking movie, because it's actually a very good movie. And really, I just really think that we're bad at talking about fucking Westerns, which is what it is. It is a Western. Although we don't I, have a lot of context for talking about Westerns. I see the point you're trying to make. I the point is, by name. Have you never seen a John Wayne movie? No. 
I don't think yeah. I have all the way through. It either. is very obvious when you've seen a John Wayne movie outside of True Grit. How about that? I'll take your word for it. As Ob- opposed to like stage. Obviously, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, it's just like a. I don't know. Obvious what it is, you mean? Or? Well, yeah, it's just like you just have a main character who's big dick energy the movie mm-hmm. so hard it hurts. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. if you could play that right, I think I might. Somebody like, yeah, John and John Wayne was like the guy that got away with it. And like, he didn't even need lube. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you always uh, need I, lube, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's that part in the birdcage where Nathan, where sometimes you like Nathan, it to hurt. Nathan Lane tells uh, Robin Williams or vice versa to try <laughs> and so imitate sorry. John no, it's, Wayne. It's even funnier then, because like, Trevor's trying to drown us out by talking about the birdcage. I was trying to like, make a point to transition us, but nobody cares. We're just all here for lube jokes. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> That's sorry, why I'm here, continue. buddy. Trevor, please continue. I'm so sorry. Um, it wasn't even Ed. It was just me. <laughs> that was both of you. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I was just going to say, like, yeah, John Wayne, classic masculine guy. But, like, you look at his walk and it's it's very funny. I don't know, like they that they joke about it in the birdcage, and they're like, "Oh, he's totally gay." I don't know; it's just a thing. I mean, he looks yeah. like he's walking with a limp. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm gonna say, and, and this is why I want to take it back in there, there, because the the like it's it's kind of amazing to me that we haven't talked about like the fact that this is really a western with almost all black characters, envisioning kind of the continuation of things like themes in the Quentin Tarantino universe with like Hateful Eight and uh, honestly, more importantly, Django Unchained, which I do like both those movies, but I do think there's a, a little bit more of a hollow ring inside the heart of this movie, which is this really, really excellent theme that goes through. And, it, and it, you know what? This is a thrill ride. It is an action paced. It is definitely a genre piece and giving us a Friday night thrill ride with like gunslinging and everything else. And there's there's multiple quick draw scenes, which I really appreciate because like, you know, why not? <laughs> I just I just I, I really appreciate that about this movie. But the other thing that I really love is that there's this inherent through line about the black hats and white hats which is again kind of a thing we haven't talked about really that like we haven't talked about movie at all right well my point is like <laughs> i'm not talking about this movie again <laughs> i was talking about I was talking about westworld actually which i was about to bring up but anyways there, i was talking about the themes of like black hats and white hats and how this 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 black man is desperately attempting to stay a white hat and the whole movie is as a as a as a little bit of a subversion of that, suggesting that it's an incredibly impossible to stay a white hat in or not be an outlaw in the context of being a black male in the old West, which or sorry, being black in the old West, because, again, we have Regina King and holy shit, Regina uh, King. Do, holy shit, do we have Regina King? Uh, like, I, and I, I think that's like one of the best things about this movie is that it has a core, really, really, really ethical look at this, at this cross thing and this character struggling against it and ultimately losing against the forces of society while still effectively staying true to himself in some context. Now, I want to see the, you, you sneered at me a little there, Ed. I mean, why, just, why do you think he doesn't stay true to himself? Which is, I think, the word that caught you off guard. Uh, he 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 robs the bank and pretty much in robs the bank like he he succumbs he succumbs but then it's still outlaw cause he uh, fakes his own death and all that stuff so like I'm I'm not disagreeing with you but it's like it's it's it garnered a, a sneer for me. Trevor counterpoint: Do you think he succumbs? 
Uh, I think he uh, recognizes, I think the point kind of of the film thematically is that he recognizes that he is, uh, that it's hypocritical of him kind of in a way to say, well, here's this line I won't cross when, you know, his brother is played by Idris Elba is willing to use violence to change society for the better as he sees it. Probably, right. you know, which, um, which they never really again. fully explained his view of like the perfect uh, town he's trying to build. Uh, I think it's there in the soup, um, Ed. But yeah, I, I think it can. It, it's it's just that he that it's an all black town essentially, and I think it, it, in that time and place. And I think the the one scene in this movie, I, I'm really glad I watched it again for more than anything is when um stagecoach mary goes into trudy's also just a cool name by the way like stagecoach i just mary yeah should yeah. have been more awesome but go on Trevor. and there you have all that all that opulence in that room and that goddamn original music and this like blue uh body painted lounge dancer and had like a blue dancer just like well, Can't I mean, she's not an alien. She's just painted blue, Ed. But I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm busting her ass for no reason. I'm so sorry. I it's think- otherworldly. You sure. Know, yeah. You don't know. You don't know, man. She could be an alien. Roswell. I, I mean, I mean, no pun intended in this element, but like one of the things that I think I, pre- I appreciate of this movie over uh, the tw- Quentin Tarantino's is that these movies are less blood and violence and more flash and and really spectacle and, and color and they pops and there is and it doesn't it doesn't paint a horrific picture of the west it paints a vibrant picture of the west and i think i really enjoy that and it also it it, 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 the 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 concept of the black town is loved by the movie and they paint it as a vibrant place and i think that's a really really nice thing to get through to that existing point i just think i think i think the other thing that i think i amazingly am going to keep watching this movie on is that just vibed a lot which is like him just like being on a horse with that thing wrapped around his chest like like him just running around on the horse i was just like ah i really want to go like boot up red dead redemption and just like chill the fuck out same thought I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. I I don't know if it's like a rhythm with the reggae music or what on some of these shots. I didn't know it was possible to look that sexy on a horse, and it's not even like a particular person looking sexy. It's just all of them and the way that there's. I I don't know. I can't. You've you've obviously maybe you've never been on horse TikTok, but whatever. You've obviously never seen trashy romance (laughs) novels like Hunky Dude Dude riding on a horse is staple. And the whole time you're just thinking, man, his balls must hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like bareback on a horse. Have you ever ridden a horse bareback? That shit sucks. Horses are not meant to be ridden, man. You put saddles on there for. Sorry. That's what I'm Anyways. saying. They make it look comfortable. You know, like it's never appealed to me before. <laughs> Dude, I, I, all right, all right. Who, who here actually knows how to ride a horse? Like, actually. Oh, no, is I will never a, ride a horse. Is this just a me thing? Okay, oh yeah, I'm, dude. I'm so white. I should I'm, not be reviewing. I'm this from movie. I'm from Texas, and I have no shame that I do not know. Oh, how to ride dude, there's actually that. So yeah, I, uh, I was six, maybe seven years old. I was on a horse. I was an idiot. Kicked it. It ran. I fell on cobblestone. Was passed out for half a day. Never ridden a horse since mm. i have been kicked by a horse and i still very much enjoy horses we never owned horses but i did i like worked at a barn when i was like in like middle school and like rode horses there and it was like a lot of fun i really enjoyed it also fuck i don't know i miss i 
I don't want to talk about it. It was it was a lot of fun. I like I like horses quite a bit, but I, I'm not going to say the realities of riding a horse are like once you've done it, it's like a very specifically harsh thing. And I agree with you entirely. Horses are not comfortable things to ride. And I just I love like how like vibing everybody is on the horse. Like, That's I just, what I'm I saying. And That's I just what I'm say, saying. It's a, like I'm just saying the other thing I'm going to say here is that like I, I think overall less this is less, we're not like griping about anything, but I think overall the better element about what's happening here is that uh ultimately like the cinematography effect costume design everything is really 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 clicking uh, here can, like very can well I just say the one thing i did notice that made me laugh but i understand it uh they gave like the average joe background character uh like traditionally super messed up yellowed teeth but all our main characters have perfect perfect hollywood smiles Oh, you found the black hat, white hat of this movie yet? Yeah, they, they, but the, there is an element there. He's not wrong. I mean, other than Idris Elba. Um, what's wrong with Idris Elba? How dare you? There, there's literally nothing wrong with Idris Elba. What are you saying? Exactly. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm not saying. You're saying that, like, what are you saying? Like the people. With Idris bad Elba teeth has perfect evil? teeth. He doesn't that's have my point. teeth. So, like, yeah, and that's my bad. point. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the lead characters, of course, have to have perfect teeth. Right, exactly. But that's not a black hat, white hat thing or a distinction. Idris Helba is clearly a black hat, even though he's got like, maybe he's a, I don't know, maybe you're right. But he know. could have been a white hat if his yeah, dad had yeah, strayed yeah, from yeah. the bad. And, and it's the whole point is that he gets <laughs> sucks him in. But like, I think the act of intentionally sucking somebody in to show that they're no different is like, maybe not like the most positive of a revenge based method. So at the end of it, he's definitely a black hat. Whether or not the other guy becomes a good, like, I, I like, I mean, he's got a, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's, like his, his definitely his notion towards his half brother is bad. Okay, like, there's nothing good about that. You know uh, what though? Uh, Idris Elba in this movie is like he knows he's in the Matrix. Like that <laughs> shot whenever he when he comes out of the safe and he just like do you know yeah they had a, and, a and visual the, like reality warp when he took that first breath. Yeah, it's like it's also, like Neo Neo does when he finds out it's the Matrix. He's just like exha- breathes in and exhales and the world warps around him. Like that's Oh, awesome. I love that effect. By the way, I just need to mention this real quest and uh, I I uh, have messed up his name before. So, uh Mihai uh, Malal Mer is a Romanian cinematographer who did this movie. Most famously, he did the master with Paul, the master with Paul Thomas Anderson. Wow. And he's done Jojo Rabbit and he did Delirium. Uh, he's done a lot of the things. He is so excellent at non-diegetic or sorry, non-diegetic or sorry, semi-diegetic elements like that where the world warps. And the master is the classic example of where like Amy Adams, his eyes are changing color or like they're just going through the thing of like how they're abusing that man and trying to brag him into a cult and how like the world warps around him and this, this whole perspective I, I i i like this director i would go back for this director but like holy crap this romanian man is like just killing it at everything that i have seen of his and i just like and he he has this distinct flair and i love it because like you know you don't necessarily compare this to the fucking master but like as soon as you talk about like the safe and stuff it's like or him breathing in like that's such a master move and i love it you know it's it's like it can't uh, be I easy just, yeah yeah it's very good off. it's very good uh what i'll also say is just like holy god the guns are so flashy and the spinning and it's just amazing there's more spinning in this movie than like all of tarantino money's like there's more good 
like hero gun shots, hero gun B-roll in this movie than all of Tarantino's movies combined. And I think that's like really fucking savage statement, right? There, that's saying right? something. Yeah, I'm surprised. Right, I think that is. Yeah, <laughs> like like and, and like he even he even specifically did revolt cartridge error and he's done cock and ball error. And I still think both are beat out in this movie, which I think is amazing. I also love the shot where uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, is it Cuffy you're talking about? Zazzy. Well, Zazzy picks up and the camera is mounted to the shotgun head. I love that shot. I fucking uh, yeah. and there's like that shot where she pulls up the shotgun head and it mounts to her shoulder and you see it blunk and then pop up and like literally the gun like the camera junks with the barrel and I'm like oh that's visceral so because much you, point of view stuff yeah too. no I just I just this is definitely him this is like him he's like yeah. and I love I love it when I, I love it specifically because I love there's a lot of cinematography out there where it's clearly the director is like a is really running the cinematography game and it's just like they have that guy that essentially just sets up the shots that they want Versus a cinematographer who has a distinct style infecting movies and you can follow his career like Deacons is that guy. Mm-hmm. This guy has a style and it's there. Right. And that's my point. Like, don't give know? him don't don't give him all the credit, though. Because I'm not I giving, think, oh, I'm not, I didn't say that, Trevor. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just I think it's uh, for all that. I think it's also worth saying how well of a perfect marriage it is. And the editing pulls it together and like exactly, t- exactly. times sorry, different sorry. stuff that he's doing to the music. And like, go, 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 go. I'm a card carrying yeah. member of the cinematography society. Just I know, I know, I know. I'm glad I'm glad I'm not I'm not taking something from the director here i promise i'm not like uh, clearly this is a good movie and like let's be honest uh mihai uh, sorry i i can never say his name and i do genuinely love him mihai milhamar uh jr has done some stinkers like i'm not gonna say that he hasn't been on some bad productions because like i'm pretty sure he's been making some stuff in the easter block and they don't look great (laughs) although he's been yeah he's making some stuff he did Sleepless, The Hate You Give, which is probably... Oh, it's a big, big book anyway. I don't know how big the movie Yeah, was. Love is Love is Love in 2020. Oh, that looks boring. I don't know what that is. <laughs> While we're on the cinematography note, can you settle something for me? Yeah, go there, ahead. There in the ending... Uh, really classically western to my mind shot where like they have oh, yeah. the, op- the operatic choir and the soaring strings they're shooting the landscape and them riding off you know into the sunset colloquially and it's like the aspect ratio changes or something it's like there's a narrow uh, or lens or something like as jonathan majors is riding away on his horse it's like he gets thinner you know what i mean like I, it's a really odd thing that i i wouldn't remember if i hadn't watched it a second time but it's just like I don't know. In a way, it, like it, it's juxtaposed, I guess, with like the land, the landscape of just the West. In a way that I don't know, it has some effect to make me feel like I'm watching an old Western. I, I don't know, cinematographically, like what is cinematographically. Oh my god, I love that. Sorry, I'm not. That's I'm a real, ad, that's a real it's, adverb, it, right? That's a word. It, 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 it's <laughs> like it's like there. Sorry, I literally. This is what I love. I literally pulled up Netflix on my computer to look at the scene that you are referencing because I can literally just see. Right now, if the shot process actually changed format wise. Also, is it a sunrise that they're leaving off in? It's I think sunset. it's just daytime, uh, but pe- I don't know. People people ride into the sunset, man. Well, no, I'm just I'm saying, saying like if if they're really trying to revise it, like 
go off into the sunrise. Oh, Things are a new day is dawning. How, how right, revisionist yeah. in the classical sense of Western revisionist, right? That's what true revisionism is, right? They always Just rise in the sunset. Let's make him ride in the sunrise. You're such a visionary. <laughs> That's what two beers will do to you. Okay, I'm just hold on. You can here. get back to me on that, Jack. No, 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 no. Like literally, this is literally something we can check here. He's he's really interested in this. Like like you piqued his interest. Oh, I love the hat. I love the hat poll too. I don't think it is. I don't think it changes. It doesn't change that. What I am gonna say though is that if I'm not mistaken, I want to know how this was shot. Uh, Aspect ratio is probably completely incorrect. I guess my my guess would be like a lens or something. Oh, I the lens? Know. Yeah, just the sweeping operatic. I mean, it's definitely like a big big ass. Sorry. Okay, so this is a Panavision lens. So yeah, you are noticing something here. This is like some of those same lenses that Quentin Tarantino did. It's similar to that style, which is that classic cinemascope perspective. The actual aspect ratio is not changing, mm -hmm. but you just have that great sense of sweeping operatic, which is just a classic. Like, you know, we're, we're probably below 24 millimeters, so we're like almost up at 14, and we hit that hard-ass landscape, so like he looks so fast over the terrain, but it's still like projection differences. So my... Actually, you know what? I actually think I'm totally fucking wrong, to be honest with you. <laughs> well... I'm completely I, I, fucking wrong. You know what I, this is? This is actually something even more amazing. You know what he's doing here? His his ass is parked in the under state. He's using like a long ass lens to shoot. Holy shit. Holy you, shit. Okay. Because it's not just the landscape. It's it's Jonathan Majors on his horse specifically is what I'm talking about. Oh, hold on. Here, I'll, I'll see if I can get the, the fucking timestamp for you. I guess, I guess we have to solve oh, this now. Oh, the, the, the bended, right? Where he looks yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, it's distorted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just, that's just, uh, uh, what is that? That's just, uh, all, you know, the sun flares. Oh, this is fucking classic. Jesus Christ, I know what this is. I go for this effect all the time. It's, uh, oh, come on. What is it? It's, uh, a lens flare? That's, yeah, it's a classic. It's a specific kind of lens that has like a very wide uh, depth aspect radio that actually dwarfs space. So it's so it's actually like it's actually like a like a specific thing. Hold on. Uh, well, at least I found out it was a lens. That's all. No, that's it is. Really it is a specific lens. After. You're totally. You're 100 actually right. And I'm annoyed that I don't know the name off the top of my head because I was about to look super goddamn cool. Um, motherfucker! I mean, I you're an editor. You could make this like editing. No, I own two of these. I own this lens. <laughs> oh, like, oh, this man. is not like a. This is not like a fucking joke, guys. Like this is this is like annoying. It's in my camera bag on downstairs. Is it like, I don't know the Would it be quicker? To yes, it is. It has it on the side. Would it be quicker just to run downstairs? It's, a, it's a cinema lens. It might actually be. Here, Shout to Katie. Seconds. Is okay. it emergency? <laughs> It's an MGP emergency. I'm so sorry. I should you know, not have actually, this, this up. means your question was not even like not stupid. It was super like intellectual. It was it was right on the money. I I gotta get cred where I can, man, for sure. Hell's yeah. Anamorphic, Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. It's an anamorphic lens. That that sounds familiar. Fucker. Yeah. Okay. I just want to yeah. know, Jack had to turn off his camera to like do whatever magic he did to come right back and have the answer. 
Yeah, what began as a tool and technique for capturing and projecting wide aspect ratios for 35mm film anamorphic lenses are a runaway favorite among cinematographers for the unique characteristic that brings to movie and images. So it just it just pushes space and mm-hmm. it has this effect where it squishes the middle of the scene and spreads out at the size, the opposite of what you do with most lenses, creating that effect of why he looks pinched in the middle, but it gives that wide depth of field in the thing and it's uh, it's just the go-to lens for shooting western landscapes because of course it is because i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> you <laughs> I, just it, an, I just read an article about the use of anamorphic lenses and and oh my god there you knew you knew you knew it dude. You'll be fine. no i'm i'm mad at myself because they use anamorphic and eternals too i just they'd use it very very yeah. subtly for landscapes and other things too and then we ha- i read an article in cinematographer monthly about it motherfucker cinematographer <laughs> monthly it's actually not called cinematographer monthly <laughs> Are you leaving him? Is he mad? (laughs) It's called American (laughs) Cinematographer, and I've been a subscriber for 10 fucking years. So, fuck me. What do I know? Oh, man, that's beautiful. It would be I, I, if this were a visual format, and you know, we our view our viewers. Would, sorry, it's uh, like it's like know, you reach. It's like you go know. pee and you forget the word for penis. Like anamorphic is not like a hard thing to remember. <laughs> Why like, would you just, know this is the ridiculous. word penis when you pee? I don't know. Like you gotta tell your penis, hey penis, we need to pee. I don't know what you're doing in the bathroom, Ed. <laughs> not that. <laughs> Can we put some scores on this motherfucker? I'm really depressed now. <laughs> I actually, I actually do like this movie quite a bit. So I'm actually am very curious to see where you guys end up. And I don't want to pollute Ed's score, so I'm probably going to make him go first because I'm a bitch. I'm a seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's good for for MVP, right? Oh my god, just double your Animania score. Yeah, no, I'd go like a three point five. Like the one gripe, and it's not even a gripe. Um, I wish they like had a stronger stagecoach, Mary. Nothing against Daisy. Like I don't think she was written to like she was she was a damsel in distress. They played her up to be like this badass like western woman which she was but like the first time she did anything was to get captured and then her can i, can I say so? her fight scene with regina king was bad can i can i say I that like maybe that, huh? yeah i didn't like it either to be honest yeah it was, it, it was like it, why why yeah. are the women specifically like having like the one it's like fight? you know what it reminded me of and I, I don't know if it's like necessarily a bad thing to have the two women fight necessarily but like it kind of highlights that there are only two it's like in majestic seven remake when they had the two indians fight and i was like oh god why 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 why, <laughs> why that's King like that's more ass. reasonable than this like, like, arguably <laughs> arguably yes arguably right, that's yeah. like more reasonable than this like i was like yeah. i mean at least they're using phys- like they're all holding physical weapons like i get it like there's like a technology imbalance and that's why they mm. went to bed like that there's actually like a reason that that happened like mm. this, like, yeah. like yeah. I, I don't know i i, I, I don't, i'm not gonna do this what you know what what weird thing i'm gonna say and this is like maybe not something that would work i would have actually from a casting perspective flipped those actresses is that like the worst thing no, i've ever that's said that's how it honestly probably should have been but uh Subject, objective, I, I objectively, Zazie's yeah. hotter than Regina, and that was. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. No, I hate that. I hate that. To play, she was. I hate that. Because I'm sure Regina King just applied for this movie as general and then went into that role, as opposed to the fact that like Regina King giving like him shit 
would kind of make a little bit more sense because I don't know. Regina King is awesome and she's just like, I don't know. I, I like I like her. I like both of their roles in this. I just oh, no, I just no, no. was if thinking to Regina myself, King was like, why am I rooting for Regina King? Exactly. It's that, also why. like Regina. Regina King is stagecoach Mary and just like immediate gravitas. Sorry, I, this is like not OK. This is like not <laughs> fair to like this like movie at all. This is like not a fair criticism. It, it, I'm just going to put it, it out it, there. That's why I didn't love this movie. I head it. Oh, you didn't like it because of that specific cast. I, I needed Stagecoach Mary to be stronger. Like because Regina King came so hard with Yeah, uh, I I do think there is like it. Regina I, King gonna, does specifically call her a damsel in distress and it's like a put down kind of thing, right? Like it's yeah, between yeah, them two yeah. as the female. It's like a come yeah, on, lady, yeah. you're in the West. Get together. And like, like which I didn't Stagecoach Mary like had this big reputation. She had this big reputation. She had her famous shotgun. They just. I love the shotgun. <laughs> no, dude, she's. I do really, I do really appreciate that at the beginning of this movie, they say like they 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 give a kind of like these people existed. Obviously not in this way, you know. I I I wish more movies had that kind of sometime. They weren't half kind brothers, of, and he wasn't you know giving up his life to yeah, convince like, him that he's secretly the bad guy. It's the revisionism of it, right? There's Sins no the father, illusion. Man. Okay, we can't just use be. revisionism to be whatever the fuck we want. Why Trevor? not? Yeah, <laughs> it is like well, but literally, it's, it's I, I, taking it's, history. Okay. But and revisionism no, in the context is is a suggestion of the the removal of the genre. Classical westerns aren't somehow real, which is what by suggesting revisionism in that category is is saying that like. John Wayne was somehow a real Western. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think I mean, there's uh, people who would say that. But yeah, but there's social I, revisionism but, oh. too. Like you could say Django is revisionist because it has like, you know, like it's a, a black guy doing a revenge look, fantasy. Look, look. Strictly from the like perspective slavery. of the of the thing, any black person big in this role makes it a revisionist Western. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's just straight because, up. Because as you said, true. a classic Western has to have a strong white male, male character. It didn't say white, but it does have to have a strong male specifically. But I feel like that's very contextually the truth of the matter is that any classical Western has a male, a strong white. Because as this movie states, like you can't be black in the West and not be an outlaw of some type. Exactly. Which I still think is just the strongest goddamn point this movie can make, to be honest. I think like I feel like this is my thing is like it, it it subtly gives it, but it still bears the fuck down on that point at the end. And I love it. I love actually that he's like his half brother and he's just like, fuck you, you know, like and he's I, I do. I do enjoy that moment, actually, because I do think it just, you know, it, there's all this action and then it but and it, it sets up the point, has all this action and then just brings the point back around, which is, I think, a really great way to organize a genre film that's still action packed, that still has a goddamn point. I just I just I think that is what I love about it, which is, again, not a cinematography issue, which I praise the cinematographer to Helen Beck. I think it's a direction issue. That's a direction and decision. He's wrote and done the other thing and did the soundtrack and God. Damn, that soundtrack is going to be something I listen to. <laughs> so anyways, Trevor, what do you give the score here? Uh, I'll give it an 8.5, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've, we've talked a lot about the music and the visuals, but like, I, I'm glad you said that because it is also a very, very competently written film. It gave me exactly more or less what I wanted and expected from it, which is, you know, well, and more, obviously, but um you know, it's it's nice when the two things sync up. They where you see up, a tra- yeah. where yeah. you see a trailer and you're like, all black western. Holy shit! So much style. I want to see this. And then that's that's what I get. And I like you know that there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, 
So oh, I uh, love it when he shoots the guy behind his back, and I just I love that character too. It's just dude. <laughs> oh yeah, Lakeith is uh, great as a villain. I, I yeah. think he was very like he 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 works also just like polished amazing. villain. I love Cuffy. Yeah, too. Uh, there's there's a good there's somehow I, I have to admit this isn't an annoying one because like we just watch Eternals, which is too big of a cast. This is also too big of a cast, but this is too big of a cast where I don't have a person that I would want to cut. Do you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> they all have such like good interplay and like people even said like, yeah, Quarantino, Tarantino esque, whatever kind of dialogue where. I mean, somebody, what, God, what's the line in the beginning of the movie? Fuck, I closed my notes already. I, I'm lightning with the blam blams. That's a line in this movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, 8.5. Yeah, same, exact same score. All right, cool. Yeah, literally identical. Ed, you're the low ball. I think it's the first time in any media that you've ever been the low ball. No. It can't surely be, not. Right? It can't be. It's surely not. I mean, I wasn't including Animania. I was saying MGP since he's been on like four episodes. That might, not even be true. that might not even be true. I've been at least three. This might be four. You definitely been the low ball in PPP. I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Bruh. I love you. I'm so six much. feet under. Bruh. That's how low I am. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor put you there. No, I'm just I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. Dude, the meme, the meme of Trevor with like the, you know, the Mr. Incredible meme face where he's like those that know and those that don't know. That meme did so well on Twitter. <laughs> Steam Chesh and like a half dozen other people were just like losing their minds. I love that thing so much. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. This has been for the Movie Gang Podcast, Trevor Flynn. Happy trails. And Edwin Reyes. My partner? Yeah, that, that's correct. Uh, I'm not going to do a Western. <laughs> Y'all are making me regret it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to make you regret it, but you, you, you keep adios. trying to have a thing. I'm not going to say adios. That's like that's Spanish. That's like an actual I'm allowing word. you to say it. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving me. Thank you for blessing me. Spanish rhetoric. And I was like, thank you, thank you for bestowing upon this me Latin man. I really appreciate this. I'm a white guy, and I'm gonna run with it from here, and I'm totally not gonna get in trouble. For oh it. my god. Um, yeah, how about, we can. <laughs> how about see you, space cowboy? That's always good. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, it and doesn't hurt me. When we talk about, can we be? We need it. We need it. Or don't. Or, or we, don't. We need to talk about it. We got to talk about it. I don't even want to watch I'm all kidding. of it, but I want to talk I'll about talk it. I'll talk about it so I can wax poetic about how good the It'll original is. I'll talk about it. That's all we, we should just review. We should just review the classic cowboy. We should all sit down, watch classic cowboy and like classic bebop, and then just It'll review it. It'll be a it. special resurrection of Animania. Okay. The harder they fall, we give an 8 out of 10, which I'm just going to say this out loud. If there's an 8 out of 10 that just got released on Netflix, you should see it. Especially right? after Red Notice. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, there are 6s out of 10s that we've given that I'm like, you should go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's right there. Go get it. Like, like this is an 8 out of 10. Go fucking see it. It's right fucking there. That's a fun so weekend to watch. What are you going to watch? Red Notice? Fuck you. Oh, you're going to watch the Great British Break Off, man. <laughs> You know who's overexposed? Fucking The Rock. Go watch this. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Is he gonna play crypto? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, he's dude. The Rock is playing uh, uh not uh, Black Adam. Oh. We'll talk about that later. I knew that. I don't know what it means, but I knew it. <laughs> Fun. All right, for the Movie Gang podcast and by extension the Tuscan Shed Media Network. Thanks for listening.